This podcast and others are brought to you by EverythingVoluntary.com. My name is Skylar Collins, and this is Thinking and Doing. In this podcast, I examine logical fallacy, cognitive bias, stoic teachings from masters past and present, and tips on being better at life. I hope it will be as instructive to you as it is to me in the pursuit of thinking and doing well. Hello and welcome to the podcast. In this episode, we're going to look at a few life pro tips. We'll read them and I'll add some commentary. All right, let's see what we have here. All right, this first one is by user not so snarky. And I picked this one because I really need to hear it myself. (laughs) They write, don't let yourself become too complacent. Your brain desires creativity and something different. Your body desires movement. If you don't do different things, you'll never want to try something new or you'll have a hard time trying something new. Uh, Perhaps when you're forced to by circumstances. Um, let Let me read the rest of what they wrote. Take a 10-minute walk or less or less or do some 10 minutes of exercises. Listen to a different genre of music once every week. Eat something you've never tried. Paint, sketch, draw, bake, cook. Learn an instrument. Learn how to speak another language, even if the other language is sign language. Learn how to save your money. Learn to invest your money. Create pottery. Learn chess, checkers, or some new game. Just do something different. Try doing something different once a week or even a couple of times a month or however long you like. Maybe set notifications on your cell phone or put it on your calendar. If you have depression, please find a good therapist and perhaps find a doctor to prescribe you antidepressants if necessary. Okay, Um, that last bit seemed kind of, um, I don't know, seemed kind of uh, off topic with this, but maybe not. Um, I like this. I really do. For me, the the things that are different, um, I do try out new podcasts every once in a while. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I think I may have talked about this before. With my work, I'm able to keep a podcast in my ear as I go about my business. And I do try new podcasts from time to time. Some of them stick. Some of them uh, don't. Um, with my podcasting, both with this podcast and my my other podcast, Everything Voluntary, I'm constantly finding new things like like this entry here at, in Life Pro Tips, and I'm reading them, I'm analyzing them, I'm putting my commentary to them, I'm thinking about them. So I'm, I'm exercising my mental muscles all the time. Some of these examples that this person gave I think are really good. I like um, the part where it said, learn chess or checkers, and then I added, or some other game. Uh, my, my daughter got a new board game or card game for Christmas, and we, you know, we played that. We figured out how to play it, and we've played it, and we'll, we'll play it in the future. And that, when I think about it, it was kind of interesting to try that. It was something new. It wasn't like any other game that we had. 
and we have a lot of games and it was interesting. And I think I want to do that again. Um, there, there was a moment a few years ago where I was getting into cooking. I wanted to, to prepare, um, paleo diet based slow cooker meals. And I did. I got a, I got a cookbook for paleo slow cooker meals and tried several of them and they were delicious. And now, now my wife, you know, will, will do that a couple times a week and she'll even try new ones there too. And she does most of the cooking anyway. But there was a moment where I was kind of getting into it and that was, that was fun. I haven't really felt motivation to do that again. I think I, whatever that was, uh, was satisfied, you know, and then I, and then I moved on. I like this. Um, I think that there are probably a few opportunities a week that you are introduced to something new, something you're not familiar with. And it's probably a good idea, especially for uh, mental longevity, right? Keeping our wits about us for much longer period of our lives. If we take advantage of those opportunities, when something new is presented to us, to just dig in a little bit. And you just might find that it's interesting and you might want to dig in a bit more. So I think I'll try that. I think I will, will try to remain mindful of catching those new things, those out, those opportunities. And if it's not something I can pursue right in that moment, I'll email, email myself or, you know, look it up and save it to my, my reader so that I can explore it a bit later on. I'm going to do that. All right, let's, let's go to the next one. Okay. This one is by user Jacob Toasted and it's not very long. This is what they write. We tend to view any mistake people make as a problem in their character, but it's more likely attributable to their life circumstances. Try to empathize rather than make judgments. Okay. Um, I, I think this is, this is true. The younger you are, right? Children make mistakes all the time and it's not because they're bad people or they have bad character. It's because, it's because they're ignorant, right? It's because they're, it's, it's due to mostly a lack of knowledge as, as well as a lack of skill and a lack of wisdom, right? They just make mistakes. We should expect children to make mistakes and we shouldn't punish them for their mistakes. We should try to understand how the mistake was made and then we should teach them, right? We should impart to them our knowledge and our wisdom so that they can not make that mistake again, right? Just punishing children doesn't accomplish any of that. It's not helpful at all. Um, but in a, in a sense, we're all children because we are all vastly ignorant of so many things and life has a way of Life has a way, just, just, just existing and making mistakes has its own way of punishing us. Okay. So we don't need some, some third party to artificially also punish us. That's not helpful. What we do need, I think, is empathy, right? And this is what this person is talking about. When we do make mistakes, what we need is the people around us, the people we care about and we love and they love us and they care about us. Not to attack us, not to tell us we're dumb, not to tell us we're useless, but to, to just empathize. Look, everybody makes mistakes. 
if somebody you love, somebody you care about, somebody you know makes a mistake, guess what? You've been there. You've made a mistake also. Nobody is perfect. Use that. Use that. Remember how you felt when you made the mistake. That's how they're feeling now. That's that's all empathy is, I think, is just projection. Okay, when you empathize with somebody, you're projecting the feelings uh, that that you felt before. That's how you're able to empathize is because you've been there. If you haven't been there, if you haven't experienced making a mistake, and maybe not that particular type of mistake, but you've made mistakes, draw on that experience in order to feel the empathy for the person rather than to just make judgments and, and in a sense, punish them, uh, at least socially. Now, that's people we care about and people we love. What about people we don't? What about people we don't? Uh, maybe it's an acquaintance or maybe it's just a stranger. And we see they've done something and in, in our judgment is pretty stupid. Well, it's, it's, it's easy to say, what an idiot. Look at this moron. Um, and to pass all sorts of judgments. I do it all the time, especially when it comes to, you know, people I, I disagree with, say, politically. Right. I can look at the people at the Capitol on January 6th that, you know, there was a lot of people there and a lot of people that made a lot of mistakes. Maybe, maybe they don't feel like they made these mistakes. Maybe they feel like what they did was worth whatever consequences are befalling them now. I don't know, but I think that there are people who probably do regret going because of the consequences they're now dealing with. So it would be easy to say they're just a bunch of, uh, you know, hooligan assholes and to denigrate them and to insult them. Um, but maybe we should separate those who are maybe feeling like it was a mistake from those who are, you know, doubling down. And then, and then even then we can empathize. What, what is it about this that is causing you to double down? Why do you feel there was an injustice here? Okay. We don't, we don't do that. We don't take people we disagree with politically. I think we tend to think of them as insincere. Okay, and I and I do this too. We think of them as just people who want to cause chaos and havoc in our lives. We don't think of them as sincerely trying to do the right thing, trying to find their own version of justice, whatever that is, right? We demonize them, I think is the word I'm looking for. We all do it. I certainly do it. If somebody's simply making a mistake, let's try... I'm going to try, let's try to be less likely to just simply demonize them, okay, which is which is what we do when we say it's a character flaw, right, because demons are the ultimate bad characters, right, because what they probably need is not that, they probably need empathy, they probably need to know that we've been there, maybe I have some knowledge and wisdom that can be helpful to you, I'm going to talk to you, I'm not going to throw it at you um, unsolicited. But I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to offer. Maybe I have, maybe I have some, some knowledge or some wisdom about this particular mistake that I can share with you. Are you interested in that? Cause I've been there. I've made a similar mistake before. Let me tell you about it. And that, that's probably going to be helpful if it's received and it may not be. They may be embarrassed. They may feel shame. It may not, it may not be the right time. You may need to give it some space and come back to it later. I wouldn't, I wouldn't push it on them. I wouldn't make it about you, right? And you having to, uh, you know, whether or not you have this need to, to come in and be the savior of somebody else's problem. I don't think that is helpful either. 
Um, so just, you know, I'm sure there'll be a, a moment or an opportunity for you to be helpful, but maybe not. And that's okay too. Every, everybody needs to open themselves up to help, right? That's, that's everybody's own prerogative. And if they're not willing to do it, then that's fine. Back off. The time will come, especially if they learn to trust you, if they learn that you're actually there for them and not for your own ego, then they will open up and accept your help eventually. Okay. All right. Let's, let's find another one. Okay. This one is by user worth delivery and they start with this. Best way to end procrastination is to use the timer method. For example, hold your phone in your hand, open the timer app, and ask yourself what needs to get done. If it's the dishes, I put a timer for maybe 10 minutes, and then I speed run it. <laughs> okay. They they write more. Let me read the rest of this. I've always been a procrastinator, but this method has saved my life. If I notice my room is messy, I set a timer for 10 minutes and I clean it. The secret is that I move faster than normal almost like I'm speed running it. Anything you do in your day, time it. If you don't, you'll end up wasting a lot of time. Just by using the timer method, I realized that I can clean my entire house in just 35 minutes, when it used to be an all-day thing. Instead of saying, I'll do my homework after I look at just a couple more memes, <laughs> put a timer for five minutes. Do your thing, and then once it goes off, put a timer for the homework and do homework for that time. It will make the day feel so much fuller. When you're doing your task, don't be rushing it or creating stress. Just move a little quicker than normal to use your time efficiently. Disclaimer. Once I finish my important task of the day, I stop using the timer and just enjoy my free time. You'll have a lot of free time after you do this method. Okay, this, this is interesting. I've never, I've never uh, heard of this method before. The timer method. You definitely, I'm just thinking of, of dishes and if you set the timer too short, and you've got a lot of dishes, then those dishes might not get quite as clean as they, they need to be. <laughs> so I think, I think you've got to, uh, maybe instead of setting a stop, um, a timer, set a stopwatch, set it, start it, and then, you know, do the dishes at a good pace, get done with them, see how long it took you. And then, and maybe you can make a list and stick it on your fridge. Next time you do dishes, set the timer for that amount. Maybe it's five minutes, maybe it's 10, maybe it's 15. But but that way you're sort of setting a standard for yourself and you get through it quickly instead of just pushing it off, doing it haphazardly, doing it slowly. And you, know, you end up doing a 10-minute chore in 30 minutes or 45 minutes, a total waste of time. I like this. I do. I think this is interesting. I'm just trying to think. Um, my wife will ask me to vacuum sometimes, and I'll do that. Sometimes she'll ask me to do dishes, and I'll do that. Sometimes she doesn't need to ask, and I'll just do the dishes. We kind of trade off on those. Um, other than that, I mean, there's just general tidiness and straightening up, which I don't know if it was the last Life Pro Tip episode or maybe the one before that. I talked about every time you leave a room, take something that doesn't belong, take it with you to to put it away. And I'm pretty good at that. So my, my space, t uh, what's in my space, I, I, I want there. And I have like folded up paper towels that I use and I set stuff on, but I want, they, they might look like garbage, but they serve a purpose. I want them there. 
Um, you know, I got a, a bag of flossers here. I've got my cup of water that I, you know, I take swigs as I record. Um, everything else is sort of, you know, in its place. Now there are some things in my office that I haven't got around to finding a place for them. There's one thing, there's a guitar that actually broke that I haven't decided if I'm going to throw it away yet. Um, I may, maybe I have some extra boxes down here under my desk. I could clean house or do some housekeeping on. Um, but otherwise, you know, at least my spaces in this house are pretty tidy and I don't do a lot of, of chores. That's, that's kind of my wife's department and some of my kids. So I'll have to, I'll have to, uh, you know, share this tip, uh, with them at some point. I'm just thinking my daughter does laundry and, you know, the, the washer and the dryer just, they have their own timers and they just do what they do. But she used to, I think she's getting better at it, but she used to kind of forget that she put something in the washer and then, you know, hours will go by and she hasn't moved it to the dryer yet. So we did talk about her putting stuff in the washer, setting a one hour timer or something on her phone, which she always has with her. And then when it goes off, she knows to go and, and move it to the dryer and then, and then do it again. So I think she's, she's getting better at, at that, but we'll see. I like this. So, you know, maybe this will be really helpful to you. These small little tasks and chores that we do as a matter of routine week to week, you could probably get really efficient at them through this method. And maybe the more you do it, you'll reach a point where you don't even need to set the timer, right? You just, you're just, you just plow through it quickly, efficiently. It's done. And you really didn't even think about it. There's a lot of things. Um, my son's cutting the grass now, which he's not doing, of course, in the winter time. But before, you know, I would do that or even like vacuuming or other things. Sometimes I just pop a podcast in my ear, right? These, these sort of mindless chores that we need to do sometimes are, are much, much more, um, enjoyable if we stick something in our ear that we can listen to and pay attention to and learn something new or something interesting or be entertained by. Maybe it's just music. You put music on the house speakers or something, or, or maybe it's something like that, like a podcast, like this podcast. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it. We'll keep this one to three life pro tips. Quick review. Um, don't let yourself become complacent. You'll have opportunities, no doubt, throughout the week to explore something new. It might be an activity. It might be some, uh, some piece of knowledge or something that you could dig into for just a bit, exercise your, your mental muscles and keep your brain working a little bit longer than it, than it otherwise would. Um, we talked about empathizing with people who make mistakes rather than simply judging them or even demonizing them. And then we talked about using the timer method to end procrastination. There's, there's tasks you've got to do. It might be chores. It might be homework. It might be something at, at, uh, work, work. And you can set a timer and that will push you to do it quickly. And if the timer is not quite long enough, you'll, you'll have a better idea of where to set that timer next time. Okay, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening and have a better day. Please send your comments or questions to thinkinganddoingpodcast at gmail.com. If you like this episode, please subscribe to Voluntarist Voices, a podcast featuring lectures, interviews, and audio essays by intellectual giants, past and present. If you'd like to kick back a small commission from every Amazon purchase you make at no extra cost to you, 
please use and bookmark our special link at AmazonEVC.com. That's AmazonEVC.com. You can rate and review this podcast in your podcast app, and please share it with everyone you know. Please consider supporting this podcast and everythingvoluntary.com by setting up an automatic monthly donation at patreon.com forward slash EVC. One-time donations are also accepted at paypal.me forward slash everythingvoluntary. Voluntary.